Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast, the Riverside Roundup. And we've got special guest, I say special guest, I mean he's really secret uh, co-host, but you know, that's another subject for another day. We've got Paul, we've got myself and we've got Stu all talking football. Uh, What's been going on, of which there's a lot. What's to come, of which there's a lot. And I once again try to beat the jock, or in this case, jocks, and uh, with interesting results. If you are checking us out on YouTube and you're already a subscriber, then uh, get a friend or a family member to subscribe. It's a huge help. Uh, And if you're an audio listener, you can also subscribe on audio, SoundCloud, iTunes, and the same rules apply. If you're already subscribing, tell someone else to do it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. Ooh. Ooh. So. Obviously, we've got to get the the early joke in that, you know, it looks like an amalgamation of a wrestling podcast and a beer podcast and a possible other podcast. And that other podcast would be Paul. Welcome along, everyone. Uh, It's uh, the trip down uh, Teesside for the Riverside Roundup episode. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have we'll have our what was weekly uh, dive into the tremendous world of uh, Teesside based Middlesbrough things, or football related and whatnot. Uh, and we'll uh, throw in a bit, few uh, few bits and pieces of other football news as well. Fantastic. Uh, in in answer to the question, episode twelve. So obviously, I knew it off the top of my heart and definitely didn't look it up. Um, for you, for you YouTube watchers, you'll notice that uh, we've absolutely got a special guest this week, and there is absolutely no connection to that special guest getting new audio equipment that they wanted to try out. Uh, for you audio listeners, uh, for you audio listeners, uh, obviously, we'd like to introduce introduce. Uh, Stuart Woodmancy of uh, Getting Over and Pursuit of Hoppiness fame, uh, here to talk football, the balls with the feet. Uh, Eagle-eyed amongst you, eagle-eared amongst you, will note that we will uh, we we missed a week. We promised a week, and we missed a week. Now that's two hands up right there. That's all me. Because I decided to go and get the cookie cast uh, mascot uh, on said day of uh, supposed recording, um, I went out. I went and went to pick up the mascot, and uh, it was it was just too much, just too much to fit in. Uh, you know the the big foam head thing. So uh, that's all on me, listeners and watchers. I'll take I'll take the full brunt on that one. Uh, but that was last week, and I, I do believe we need to talk this week, or in some cases, two weeks ago. 
So, kind of, of kind of two weeks worth of our first segment this fortnight in football. Paul and or Stu, what's been going on in the world of football in the last couple of weeks? Well, as uh, as was discussed on se- several WhatsApp groups and whatnot earlier. Um, the main thing that's been going on in football is World Cup qualifiers. So obviously we're on the international break currently. Indeed. Um, and as such, there was no Middlesbrough game last week or at the weekend. Um, but there are there are games coming up over the course of the Easter break, as uh, the YouTube watchers will be able to see, based over my right shoulder... Left shoulder, as you're looking at it. It's both, isn't it? It's your right and our left. Something like that. Um, it is. Uh, we're, we're very close to Good Friday, so we've got um, Good Friday games and Easter Monday games. Um, but it's currently um, the back end of the World Cup qualifiers. So as we speak, England are playing Poland. Uh, in their World Cup qualifier, and uh, unless it's changed in the five minutes since I last looked, they are currently 1 0 up. Really? Um, but uh, other than the uh, World Cup qualifiers, there has been some what can only be described as incredible score lines that have, uh, that have happened in the world of football. Um, so I think Japan had a World Cup qualifier against. They were playing away at um, the you know the, the world football force that is Mongolia. Mongolia, there we go. Yes, another team name. That's I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take on the mantle uh, slightly further, Stu. So, yeah, it, I mean, we 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 should we should have really started with the fact that England had had the healthy five nil win which which prompted the discussion that was a decent win oh, yeah, of course. and then it popped up an article of basically anything you can do japan can apparently do almost three times better having having won 14 nil that's right don't adjust your speakers 14 and um, amongst that there were eight different goal scorers <laughs> one, one of them was an own goal and uh, there, there was, I mean, it's a bit of a travesty, really, among 14 goals, but w- one person managed a hat-trick. That was it. Out of 14, that was, that was going to be my point, that incredibly, there was only one hat-trick scored. I mean, so, it, one, it, it, just, yeah. it just absolutely smacks of an absolute lack of effort to me, that. Or not. <laughs> I, I mean... I mean uh... At that point, it feels it feels a little bit like they they maybe didn't send much of a team, if a team at all, because fourteen goals. How how many goals is that per, or how many minutes per goal? Nine. <laughs> Less than nine. I was good. Well, I got nine, and I was like, 
No, it can't be because it it has to be. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's about seven and a half minutes ago. Roughly. Bless, bless them. Did Something they get a participation like trophy? I mean, they'd be lucky if they got probably their home at that rate. At least they were playing at home. They didn't have far to go. Imagine having, imagine having to fly halfway around the world and just had your pants pulled down on national TV to, in two different countries at least. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to find... The, the the best thing about it was that that wasn't, that wasn't the most ridiculous score. So there was another game that contained 14 goals. Was it a draw? It just so happened to be a 7... It was a 7-7 seven, seven draw. Yeah. And I think, I can't, fa- I can't find it now, but it's annoying, which is annoying me, but I'm pretty sure, I want to say it was in like the Belarus League or something similar. But um, yeah, seven apiece. And I seem to remember reading on a tweet about it was that at half time, it was only 1-2. Oh, right. So that's that's that thing where, depending whether you're a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy, you can say both teams are as good or as bad as each other. Who was who was who was the side that was up at half time? Going into the locker room, like, yeah, we got we've got this one. We've got this, lads. Come on, this is this is a done deal. It's annoying because I, I now can't find it, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna haunt me. It's gonna and, haunt me for the and rest of my days. Somewhere in, um, in, in over yeah. the over the seven billion people, Where seven billion plus be? people on this planet, somebody was like, Do "You know what? Sod it! I'm putting fifty quid on a seven-seven draw." And, the, and they're now like, "New house, you say?" Uh, yeah. There will there will always be someone. There will always be that that crazy bastard who's back to the seven seven draw. Here we go. Right. So I take it back. It was Tunisia that the game took place in. Been there. The Tunisian Football Federation have opened an investigation into this game from their second tier. So it was played between. I am going to absolutely butcher these. A.S. Mandia and Ezrades oh, for people watching on YouTube oh no I press the top of the screen <laughs> for the people watching on YouTube it wasn't sponsored by Miss and Mel A.S. Mames yeah I mean yeah let's go with that of course it will um, but yeah, there you go. Seven seven. Seven seven draw. So there were there were goals scored in the eighty second, eighty ninth, ninety first, and ninety third minutes. The investigation, I'm assuming, is into some sort of match fixing, as opposed to why did you pull your goalies in the second half. Uh, you, hey, I, when I, mean, I it's, it's, when I was uh, 
when I was looking for today's beat the jock question, it it, it nearly ended up being about goalies. So that would have been uh, that would have been interesting. Uh, I had a. Uh, I won't go into it. We'll, we'll come. We'll come to it later. I'm, I'm worried I've lowballed this one because I was like, that's that that's because part of me is like I want to do you know closer to the pin challenge on it, but another part of me is like, well, let's face it, Paul will know the answer, so you know I'll, I'm going to be, you know, I'll do Stu's Stu gets closer to the pin, Paul gets absolute bang on or nothing. And then, if Stu gets close and Paul doesn't get it nailed on, Stu wins. I've not got one right for a couple of weeks, I don't think. You got last ones right. You got the last one right. Well, well, but in the logical sense of it. Just going to go through my pack of cards. Oh, there it is. There's the victim card. I just... uh, uh, if, if memory serves me correctly, it was basically Andy started telling a story, and Paul pretty much finished it by saying, oh, "I read that in four four two last week." I just so <laughs> happened to know exactly the question you're going to ask. How many times has Paul ever uttered that phrase? Okay, so besides crazy scores all over the world, anything else? So, in besides the- that, the, the only other thing that. So off the top of my head, I think we've got a bit of a lag. Um, but uh, obviously, World Cup qualification. So Ireland are also in the European section for the World Cup qualifiers uh, and decided the best thing for their World Cup qualification hopes was to um, lose at home to the world superpower that is Luxembourg. No one man will be happy about that. And it's, good. His, and it's his birthday today. So there's, a, uh, there's a YouTuber um, that goes under the pseudonym of the, the Irish Guy who uh, has a channel on HITC Sport who um, put together a pretty scathing assessment of the game and uh, the current state of the, uh, where, uh, the Irish FA. Is that, um, was not happy, let's put it that way. Is that just not Seamus Coleman's online pseudonym? Because did you see the interviews after the game? There was the manager who came out way later than like anybody else and had to follow Seamus Coleman just ripping them all a new one, basically. Like so that I'm pretty like he must be captain to have done the interview, but then to come out to absolutely lay waste to your team didn't mince his words at all and then for the manager to come out and have to try and sort of patch it all back together was was a bit like yeah not good not good anything else from the last week or two um something i found which has only come out today um so it's quite recent but um with the way of the world has been for the last 12 months or so, there's obviously going to be studies into how, um, you know, different effects, whether it's health, whether it's like mental or the rest of it. One thing that they've, uh, study has been done into is if the lack of crowds has affected home results. 
if you were to ask any single person that's ever been to football that question, they would just go, yeah, it will, if there's no home crowd, because, you know, it's always built big into it. But no, apparently not. So uh, this is uh, taken from The Guardian, their, their science correspondent, Natalie Grover, I'm assuming no relation to the Muppet. Um, but it's... It says, research carried out during COVID spectator bans suggests support is not a key factor in match results. Um, they've long investigated the home advantage phenomenon implicating crowd support, uh, referee bias, psychological effects of expectations, travel fatigue, and all like a number of other factors. Um, apparently, it's rubbish. So, you know, like, I don't know what these people are trying to do, but, I mean, it's an interesting point. But they, they, like f- football's kind of like needing people to come back. Football's like needing the influx of, of money from the fans to turn in the home games again. Stuff like that. Yeah, it might be interesting, but like surely it's killing the game a little bit. So what are you what are you doing the what's the end game here? Yeah, I don't I don't really like that that reeks of maybe we don't need fans back in. I just, you know, like, I suppose every other business in up and down, well, the country, the world, whatever, in the last 12 months has gone, oh, do you know what? We can maybe do this, like, working from home business a bit more often. So, like, what are they going to do? Like, every every third home game, they'll just have it on the internet via Zoom for people to watch, to implicate the, uh, the office working bit that everybody else has to do. I'm not sure. It was just a straight, I, it, I, at first I thought, when I, I picked it up and I read it and I was like, yeah, that's quite an interesting point. And then I was like, oh, but actually, it, 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 I just, I find have the information if they need it, if they really need it. But like, do they need, do they need it to be in the public domain now that essentially they've said that all, you know, all, there's people who will have had season tickets for their entire life and will be much, much, much older than I am right now. And reading that, they'll be like, have I just wasted all that money for like, all them years, I just think it's a bit of a another kick in the balls. So, yeah. So, thanks very much, Gaddy and Science people. But um, maybe have a little think next time. I mean, it's that thing. It's probably not. I would say now's not the time to release a story like that. I would say once you've opened the doors and let fans back in, releasing mm. the story after. And basically saying, I know everyone's happy to get back to the football. I know everybody's, uh, you know, enjoying the the live aspects and all this, that, and the other. But did you know that at that point in time we did this study, we did this, uh, we did this, uh, you know, scientific analysis, and in actual fact, it doesn't make it. It doesn't actually make a difference. And then people could go, "Oh, right, that's nice. Let me get back to watching the game now." Mm. Uh, and the other side. Well, is that like everybody? All, all of the results that they've based on beforehand are, are just in a in a you know normal situation. It's not based on what everybody's had to go through for the last year yeah. and then come back to that. So if it, fine, compare it to what came before, but I also feel like they need to also compare it to what comes after. Yeah. So, like you say, yeah, you know, re- release it, you know, when fans are back, but or, or even. Wait another year and then see what your uh, see what your statistics yeah, come out. Absolutely, yeah, I, I I would agree that that's. I don't feel that that's been handled very well, and it'd be interesting to see 
for want of a better way of putting it, what's driven the need for that article. Whether, you know, whether it's just like, a, a, oh, by the way, I know everybody's eager to get back to the football, but, um, or whether there's, a, you know, a bigger agenda. I imagine that there are people out there that would happily see. I remember, I remember the first games, the, the behind closed doors games, like in Italy and stuff where there was like football going on and it was this thing and I remember it being on the TV in this room and even I was like, it's weird, it's really weird because you'd see people score goals, players would score goals and they'd go do like a lap and then, you know, or oh yeah, it's great, to complete silence and it was weird. And I, I you know, I have, I have very, you know, I, like I remember that well from that time and it was just the weirdest thing. So they did they did balance it out by saying that in in a league situation it's not as problematic because obviously t throughout the season teams will exchange home advantage but it it, it seem it would be more uh, problematic in in like a tournament structure like the FA Cup or something like that um but even so yeah, yeah just yeah keep just but I, I also then uh, enjoyed the glorious irony of the fact that at the end of every Guardian article, they also ask if you want to give them a little bit of money towards the newspaper. Oh yeah, yeah. I always so. enjoy. I always enjoy <laughs> dipping into the Guardian now and then to get the. Uh, do you want to give us some money? So, um, no, <laughs> not, not really. Anyway, yeah, that that was the other thing I found. I thought I thought it was kind of interesting, but um, yeah, we'll see. I'd, I'd I'd like to see them revisit that in sort of twelve months or so once after after people get back. Like we said. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, from... I feel like. Oh go. I feel like it's gone like just just on the sort of the thing that Andy was saying there. I've almost come. I'm almost like gone like the complete opposite way now. Where if I was if I was like watching stuff um, on like YouTube or or anything like that. Case in point was Sky Sports had put up a clip um, of the the strangest handball decisions in the Premier League history or something like that. Um, and I was watching it, and, and then it obviously sort of flashed up with the, these different handballs that had happened in games. And then the majority of them were obviously with, like, from before this season and the end of last season, where obviously there's supporters in the stand. And I was like, oh, that looks weird. There's fans in the stadium. And because we've got to the point now where we've we've been seeing it for that long with no support in there, that you just I've kind of got used to football like football stadiums just being empty now, so it's now just going to be it's now just going to be good to go the opposite way again. So when we get back when we get to the back in there, it's gonna be like ooh, ooh, this is nice. This I'd forgotten what I'd forgotten what it was like to be in like in an atmosphere and. What you'll probably notice as well is home stadiums, you don't really tend to get as much chanting or singing, things like that. That's more that's more like an away setting thing. That's more like what your away supporters will do. Um, but I think you'll probably see more more of that coming when people are allowed back in stadiums because they'll, want, they'll probably want to make more, more of a spectacle, more of a for want of a better phrase, song and dance about it yeah. because it's something they've not been able to do for that long. Yeah, that they'll want they'll want to actually sort of you know throw off their inhibitions and you know chant for their favourite team and stuff like that. So yeah. it'll just be 
when when fans are allowed back in, in in whether that be in full stadiums or like half capacity or tenth capacity or whatever they end up bringing it back, in, it'll it'll be it'll be nice to see. So. Anything else from the last couple of weeks, news-wise? Not for me. Okay, so blow the dust off the book and go back. Now um, we might need we might need good memories for this. Now I I, I do obviously jest. It was merely two weeks ago, but you know, life's in the words of Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. So we might have forgotten. Some of the predictions from the there was only two games to predict, and I and I totted it all up, and uh, yeah. So normally with a couple of weeks break, I wouldn't I wouldn't overly dwell on it, but I feel this one needs needs a little bit of dwelling. So we've got Millwall versus Middlesbrough. Um, Paul. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to tell us how that one went? No, didn't think so. I mean, it I, I... finished Millwall one, Middlesbrough nil, and unfortunately, the goal wasn't even scored by a Millwall player. Was it was it the original gangster by any chance? You know, uh, uh, OG. Oh, I was trying. I was just thinking, which which play is the original gangster? Well, there used to be a wrestler called New Jack, who I think was the original gangster in uh, back in ECW. So. Famously played it for was horror, crazy. Crazy dog. Go on then, what happened? Yes, it was wrong. Okay, that's that's not what. We, do you know what? That's that's almost the opposite of, of what of what we predicted. Because uh, both you and I were like absolutely middle. We've got this. We're gonna we're gonna be looking at either a one nil or a two nil. I mean, you know, at least at least they were scoring goals. Shall shall we move on to what some would say is a more interesting game? So, uh, scores on the doors. Here's how this works. Neither me or Paul got anywhere near a correct score because it was uh, it was uh, uh, a nil one and a nil two. Also, we only predicted Middlesbrough players to score, and although that would have been the right answer, it doesn't work that way. So, bear that in mind, because at the moment, we're nil-nil. Leicester City versus my boys, I mean, um, you know, Man United. So here's the thing. Because... We predicted goals, so goals were to be had. You predicted a certain number of goals, and I predicted a certain number of goals, and I predicted a certain team to win, and you didn't feel strongly one way or the other, 
And what was the verdict of that game? So, this game actually turned out uh, a little different to how I uh, first played it. I believe, I'll just double check it, but I believe it finished 3-1 to Leicester. It did. I can tell you that for a fact. So, do you know who scored the four goals in this game? I know that Ian Acho scored one. I think, did Martial score United's goal? No, no. Uh, uh, I'm surprised you don't know who scored the United goal. Oh, if only, if only. Uh, so, the reason that I'm the reason I'm going down this route is uh, Ianacho, in fact, scored not one but two goals, and uh, Tielemans, maybe is that how that's? Is that Yuri Tielemans. Okay, so I was, you know, I was in the ballpark. Scored the other for Leicester. Uh, the goal for Man United was scored by. Greenwood. So, uh, Paul predicted a one-one draw. That is not. That is not. That's not the situation. One-one did not happen. And I, the 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 brain donor that I am, decided United have got this, but not that much because they're not that great these days. So uh, just a one-nil for United. So uh, no surprises. Nil-nil on the scores there. However, this is where things change ever so slightly because when you take no points out of the scores, all you've got left is the is a is a slither of hope that maybe, just maybe, you manage to pick two goal scorers and manage to take two points out of that game. So Paul correctly said that the uh, the 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 boy Nacho. As I've got written down here, is uh, is going to score? And uh, oh, is this for Man United? Oh, that's right, Greenwood. Greenwood, Greenwood score. So, so two points there, Paul, and uh, that wins the week with two nil. Congratulations to you. Uh, obviously, my stern, my stern word I had with myself lasted all of a week. Consistency. It's consistency. It's my biggest issue. I, I, I'm just like ah, oh, you know, I've, I've got it under control now. I've got, I've, I've clawed it back. It'll be fine. And then you know, another week, another, another, another nil point. Now then, uh, we had a little break. Everything was fine. We had a little break. So we're back, and what we're back with is not one, not two. It's four, four games to predict. Our glorious. Let let's face it. Come on. Let let's let's not be around the bush. Soon to be co-host, Mr. Stuart Woodmancy, uh, is here to also offer up his predictions for these games and uh, what games we have for you. Um, the way this system works, when I get it right, that is, is we predict Middlesbrough games. We then like to. 
look forward to the future and think what might Middlesbrough face coming down the I was about to say down the pipe, let's say down the line. What have Middlesbrough got to come? So we'd like to predict their next opponent's current game. That's how we end up with four games between now and the next time we sit down to record. So if you start thinking, why the hell are you boys talking about Barnsley? There's, a, there, there's method in this here madness. So, gentlemen, I invite you to tell me what. AFC Bournemouth are going to be doing versus the mighty Middlesbrough Football Club. Who would like to take this one away? Um, has, has, has Stu got some, uh, some predictions written down? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, in that case, I, I will let him have at it. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry to have to do this to you, Paul, right off the bat. He's in the room. But I, yeah, I know. But Middlesbrough are also away at a team that have been on an absolute tear, goal scoring wise, for the, the the last few weeks. So um, I'm going for Bournemouth two, Middlesbrough nil. Oh, he's done him. He's absolutely done and, him. Yeah, but it's going to get worse because I'm going to put Salam. No, no, no. I'm going to put Solanke for one because, um, you know, why not? Why but the not? bit that makes it worse is that Jack Wilsh is probably going to score as well. Ugh. So. Ugh. Ugh. Jack Wilsh. Okay. People, English, English press love to, love, love to hype up an English player, don't they? He was the worst of the lot. Everyone lost their shit over him, and he was absolutely terrible. But yeah, he'll definitely score. Paul, what have you got for me? So, whilst I agree, Stu's prediction is probably spot on for me. We'd never do well down at Bournemouth. We've had a terrible record there the last time we played him. Um, off the top of my head, in the last four or five times we've gone down there, I think we've scored once and conceded at least three every time we've played. They're now managed full-time by Jonathan Woodgate, who was obviously in charge of Borough last season. So he's been put in charge until the end of the season. I've got a sneaking suspicion, though, we might just be able to, to bag a point. So I'm not going optimistically, massively optimistic, but I am I'm going for us to break the uh, the hoodoo somewhat and uh, bag ourselves a draw. So I've gone for 1-1. Okay. Goal scorers. I think he scored in the first game earlier this season, so I'll go for Dan Juma again. Now, if he does score, that's the one where you'll look on Sky Sports and not be able to say his name, see his name, because they don't they don't put him down as Dan Juma. It's like Gruneveld or something like that. Um, and for the Borough goal, I will go for 
Howson. Bless you. So, this is the point in time where I really wish I hadn't have written my prediction down before listening to everything you boys have said and hadn't put down a 1 0 Middlesbrough win with Tavernier to score. Yeah, okay, cool, let's move on. Uh, so, uh, Watford versus Sheffield Wednesday is our next game to predict. Let's see if I've actually, if I've actually managed to get even in the vicinity. Honestly. I was scrolling through. I, I put I put a score down, and I was scrolling through looking for a goal scorer, and I saw a name, and I was like, "If you're not putting that name down to score goals, what are you doing with your life?" So, I presume Mister Mister Paul Williams will be deferring to uh, your good stealth, Stu. So, do you want to have a crack at Watford versus Sheffield Wednesday? Okay. Um... So, again, much like Bournemouth, Watford are another team seemingly in the goals again last few weeks. So, I've gone big, um, especially because Chef Wednesday, have, aside from the last result, are in the like, bottom half, like clinging on, kind of not doing so great. So, I've gone for a, a Watford 4-1 win. Wow. Um, uh, goal scorers, I'm going for Watford. Seema or Sema, depending on your preference. Will Hughes and two for Chalabar. The Chef Wednesday goal scorer. I've gone for Jordan Rhodes because he's again one of them annoying gets who just scores against everybody, and even when he's crap for your own team at a certain time, isn't that right, Paul? Hey, you're all right at the Borough. Are you as, um, for the sort of half a season that you were there, you got a fair amount of goals? Never once scored at the Riverside for the Borough, but you managed to score when he was away from home all the time. Maybe it was some kind of allergy. Uh, Paul Watford versus Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I like Stu's thinking here. I think it could be a, a thumping home win. I'll go same goal difference, but I'll go 3 0. Wow. Now I'm thinking I didn't go big enough on this one. Okay, go. Goal scorers. I think. I think Andre Gray's got himself back amongst the goals recently, so I'll go for him to get two. Uh, and that that Semmer guy, that Ken Semmer, does seem to have popped up a couple of weeks uh, for a couple, a couple in the last couple of weeks. So I'll go for him, please. Okay, so we're all on the same page that Watford are going to absolutely uh, smash this one. I went, I went small in in hindsight. I went with a one nil. Now, whilst looking through possible people who might score my one goal. I fell upon a name. Now, Paul's going to tell me that he doesn't even play for Watford anymore, and it's like, come on, you know, whatever. But if you're not picking success to score your goal... Knew, as, soon as, you, as soon as you said it, I knew you were picking Isaac's success. I mean... You knew it. I mean... check. I mean... He wasn't listed as being on loan or, or anything like that. I was like, if you're not picking success... Then you you know you're not gonna get success, are you? He is listed as still at Watford. Yay! 
and has been injured for six months. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just give you a, a piece from his Wikipedia article, Andy. On July first, two thousand sixteen, Success agreed a five-year deal with Watford in a record transfer fee, estimated around twelve point five million pounds. Success scored once in nineteen appearances in the sixteen seventeen season. <laughs> well, he's he's going to change that. He's going to change that this week. Ah oh, shit. Ah well. Ah well. Whatever. Um, Can you add that specific score to your uh, double? Because then your odds are going to be... That'll be the house price that you're after before. Exactly. Um, uh, it's going to come as no surprise to anybody who follows the way we do this system that the uh, the next game in question is going to be Middlesbrough versus one of the two teams I just mentioned. And that team, in fact, is Watford again. So, I've got Middlesbrough versus Watford and I presume we're going to be talking to Mr. Stuart Woodmancy first to find out what he thinks... Is going to be the score in this game. Ah, uh, man, I feel like I feel bad for coming on and sounding like I'm sticking the knife in twice. Oh. But I have given you a goal this time, so I'm going to oh. go for Middlesbrough one, Watford two, um, and for the Borough I will go for Balassi, and for Watford I will go for Gosling and. The man, Semmer, Seema, whichever, again. Okay, Paul? Um, we're an annoying team. And we always seem to do better against the better teams. So, I'll go for another optimistic 1-1 draw. Goal scorers. Cabano for Borough. And do you know what? A Sam Morsi own goal for Watford. <laughs> That's a big shout. Do you get double points for OG predictions? Do you know what? We probably should. Do you know? Do you know why that's? Do you know why that's? Uh, that's funny because uh, I've put Middlesbrough two nil on this one, and I've gone uh, Paddy Paddy McNair, and uh, that's right, Morsi to score. So uh, you know, uh, somehow somebody's going to get some points out of this if if Morsi does score, because uh, you know we we like to cover the bases, at least, at least look at it that way. So. Still casting our eyes firmly to the horizon to see what Middlesbrough might face further down the line. I've got Luton Town versus the most Yorkshire place in the entire world that isn't York. Barnsley. Stu. Quick side note. We've been to Barnsley before, haven't we? No. You're not missing much, but have been a couple of times for the football, and it's. Do you know what? As as far as getting to a ground and put it up there, it's one of the it's one of the easier grounds to get to from York. 
door to door in less than 40 minutes. Beautiful. You park on a big hill just round the back of the stadium next to a leisure centre. Beautiful. That's that song. <laughs> I'm waiting for the punchline on this and I, I feel like I might be waiting some time. No, we, we went for, We went, and it was a, a cold January, well, day, I suppose, um, for an FA Cup game and uh, went into a pub that specifically said no away colours, so I had to uh, keep my jacket zipped as firmly up to the top as I possibly could to avoid a savage beating getting, uh, you know, glassed with a pint of um, Baby Sham? Whatever the local beer is or something like that. Stew. Luton Town versus Barnsley. Yeah. Two two teams that I have uh, personally a little bit of dislike for based on their uh, previous history with my own Hull City. Barnsley are one of them teams where I feel like you should beat them every time you play them, but yet they're just really annoying, and that doesn't happen. Uh, and they're having a really good run this season as well. Like looked them up, thinking, "Ah, oh, they'll they'll be bottom to mid table tops." No, no, fifth. So I was a bit like, but then they are away. So because of my dislike for for, for both teams, I couldn't bring myself to pick a winner. So I picked one one. I thought you were going to only cop out and go for the nil-nil then, didn't have to, so you wouldn't have to pick any goals. <laughs> That's my favourite. It, it crossed my mind, but then I thought, well, points. So if somebody scores, I'm going to miss out. So, so um, Although my choices, my, my, my choices may still mean that I miss out, obviously, but we'll see. Um, I've gone for Cornick for Luton. And Woodrow for Barnsley. Interesting choice, that's true. Interesting. Paul! Um, hang on. Hang on. I'm trying to do the bet at the same time. Too. Um, it's just one of those that, let's be honest, apologies to any Luton and Barnsley fans listening or watching. It's one of those games where Paul have a better phrase. Who gives a flying about this game? Um, Barnsley are the slightly better team. I'll go for him to win 2-1. Scorers. Uh, I'll go for James Collins for Luton. Mm-hmm. Um, for Barnsley, I'll go for a double from, and I don't want to, I don't want to mispronounce this guy's name, so I'll just spell it. But it's D I K E. I believe it is pronounced D K. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced bouquet. So <laughs> um, he uh, he is. Massive. Saw a picture of him. Saw like a clip of him playing against someone when he first signed because they signed him from I think it was Orlando City in the MLS. He is oh, wow. huge. He is absolutely massive. Um. So yeah, 
DK for two, please. Me and me and Stu have very similar thoughts on this game because we've also uh, we've both gone for a one-one. Um, I picked Adebayo for Luton to score, and I went with Woodrow as well. Ooh. So there's that. Now then, are we talking? Are we talking the the pennies now? Are we talking the monies? Yeah, boy. Uh, hang on, I've got them on, so I will just refer back. Right. So, in the Bournemouth Middlesbrough game and Watford Sheffield Wednesday games, so we had Stu with a Bournemouth two nil and Watford four one prediction. Just a small return of 233-1 to one for Stu on that one. Love it. Uh, I had Middlesbrough... No, I did not have Middlesbrough 1-0. That would be mental. Andrew Cook with the Bournemouth 0, Middlesbrough 1 and Watford 1, Sheffield Wednesday 0 had a double of 45.75 to 1. Interesting. Uh, and I, and I had the Bournemouth was at 1-1 draw and Watford to beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-0, giving me a double of 59-1. to All interesting numbers. Right uh, then we move, indeed. We then move on to Watford, Middlesbrough, sorry, Middlesbrough, Watford and Luton versus Barnsley. And we have a double of 56-1 to for Stu's 2-1 Watford and 1-1 Luton Barnsley. Uh, Andy with his 2-0 Middlesbrough uh, and 1-1 Luton Barnsley gets a double of 89-1. to And me with my Middlesbrough Watford 1-1 draw and Barnsley to beat Luton 2-1, I have a double of 53-1. to all very respectable numbers. This sound is the end of our predictions, but not the end of this podcast, because recently, or more recently, what we've been doing here at the Riverside Roundup podcast is Paul's head is that full of knowledge in in the football world amongst other things you honestly if anybody out there is going to a quiz of any kind and they need another person to sit in get paul on the twitter tell him a time and a place maybe slip him a fiver and you will be going home with prizes aplenty no too much buy him a beer and you know, maybe a wanky one, and then uh, sit him down in a corner. Anything, literally anything, you'll be like. I mean, I'm not sure, but here's the absolute right answer. Here's the absolute right answer that you definitely need to win this quiz. We've been doing this thing where uh, where where we've stolen the name. Why not? So we're doing beat the jock. Um, week in, week out, I, att- I attempt to. Uh, firstly, I attempt to get other people to send quiz questions in because I'm re- I'm I'm really running out now. I've gone down a dark rabbit hole of the depths of the uh, football internet. It's like the dark web, but uh, so much worse. Uh, and I, I want people to send questions in so I can have a week off because 
you know, it's hard work. Um, but as we have a guest, or as he's better known, uh, soon to be co-host Stuart Woodmancy, um, I'm offering I'm offering the quiz question out to everybody this week. So, what we like to do here is it's one question, one question. It's offered out to Paul, and in this t- in this instance, Stu. And Paul gets the opportunity to answer that question. If he gets it right, yay, we've we've proven that Paul has all the knowledge in the world. If he gets it wrong, I get to spend five minutes of my life feeling ever so slightly smug. So, there, there is an issue, because I have to try and find a question that is so ridiculously difficult that Paul wouldn't get it. And that is hard. So sometimes I go, you know, I go a little low. Sometimes I maybe go a little high. Sometimes I ask really obscure questions about championship manager and Paul's like, "Uh, let me finish that question for you. This week, it's about uh, a footballer that nobody's ever heard of. Chris, what's this? Chris, Chris who? Chris, Chris Ronald. Is that his name? Yeah, so Chris... Cristiano Ronaldo is our is our question this week. Now I imagine immediately it's I'm probably lowballing, but I've got I've got my fingers crossed. So Paul and Stu, it took Cristiano Ronaldo how many games to score his first Champion League goal? Now for Stu. I'll let you have a uh, closest to the pin challenge, unless, of course, you know the answer. Uh, Paul, we'll see if you get a closest to the pin challenge when you give me the absolute right answer. So, again, for those of you listening at home, and if you want to play along, and if it gets the juices flowing for maybe trying to take on Paul in future weeks, the question is, it took Cristiano Ronaldo how many games to score his first Champions League goal? I absolutely do not know the answer to this. And I'm hoping that it means just Champions League games, as in, oh, that's how many games did he play before. That's going to really throw it out. Um, I feel like the fact it's even a question means it's probably higher than you'd think. I can't possibly comment. So it's purely a guess. Um, 23 Stuart Mancy has said 23 games Paul we should do uh, we should do Matt's, Matt's ABV higher or lower <laughs> speaking of I came up with an amazing uh, amazing device today. I just need you know uh, probably several millions to uh, to invest in it, and then I'll be a mil. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work, does it? I'll be a hundred air. <laughs> but I I too have had the the issue of the uh, the 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 fridge being too full. So I was like, oh man, if only there was a, if only there was a way around this. Paul, I'm going to have to press you, I'm afraid. 
I'm trying to, so I'm trying to work out. So, if United got to, because I'm trying to work out whether we would have started playing for Lisbon or for Scotland or playing for Man United. So, regardless, if he, so you can only play a maximum of 13 games if you get from the group stage through to the final each season. And obviously, United didn't get to the final for the first like five seasons he was there or something like that. So, I'll go fifty. Five zero. No, no, one five. One five fifteen. Okay, so in a clo- in a closest to the pin challenge, Stu would be taking this week's beat the jock uh, because he's only four out. The correct answer is twenty seven games it took before he scored his first goal. Mm. Stu was right. That I was I was like, oh, oh, we might be on something because Stu was like, the fact it's a question means it has to be high, and I was like, mm, it does. So there we go, An- another week in the book where uh, I might, I might be. So yeah, Stu absolutely takes a victory on this one. Uh, I mean, like I said, some people could say that Stu just Stu just beat the jock. Uh, I I I I can't comment. I'm afraid. Does it count if it's not exact though? <sighs> well, let's put it this way. Tune in next week. Because um, we've still got, uh, I've I've still got a, a question just chilling on the back burner for Paul on uh, on uh, tiny football stadiums. Let's see, let's see, let's see how close you can get on that one. Um, right, so we've done our we've done our first bit, the news. We've done our predictions. We've done beat the jock. It only leaves us any other business, gentlemen. Well, there we go. For all, well, of... well, oh, it's not it's not football related, but obviously, it. Well, well, was no, it's, but it is football related as, as as such. Obviously, with obviously, you can tell from the date on the calendar above me. Um, we are with with hit that point in the UK where we're at the next stage of the easing of the lockdown regulations. So. This week, uh, uh, as at time of recording, was the first week back of grassroots football. Uh, so within the space of this week, I will have played two games of football and a round of foot golf. So there you go. Happy days. Get, get yourself back out there and uh, get, get enjoying the, uh, the fresh air and some activities again, I suppose. Absolutely. Try not to break any fingers is what I would say on that one. So... Without uh, without further ado, I will say uh, I will say uh, get on the Twitter and get the hashtag uh, makes you the new co-host uh, trending. And uh, also while you while you're there getting that trending, you might as well send us a beat the jock question because uh, the well's running dry. I'd like to thank Stu for taking the time out to join us today. Uh, the sound quality was amazing, Stu. Not that that, uh, not, not that, that means anything. Uh, Paul, always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to, uh, to try and 
take down the, the, the titan of football knowledge. And, uh, and this week, we can firmly say that food won. Wait, no, that's not it, is it? Anyway, as we try and work that one out, uh, I'll let you gentlemen return to the, uh, to, the, to the wild. Thank you all for listening along, joining along, watching along. And until next week, I'm going to say bye. I'll see these guys later. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another week gone, games in the bag, and lots of games to come. So that's good. Big thank you to Stu for joining us on this podcast, and uh, a big thank you to you for listening or watching along. If you are watching us on YouTube, cool. And if you're a subscriber, then uh, get somebody else to subscribe. Make that your good deed for the day. Audio listeners, you can also subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, if you could pass on the good word to other people, that'd be amazing. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.